1: Grace and peace to you and welcome to Radio for Real Life with Sean Azaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Now, this is a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. That's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. 10. And today we continue in this series called In This We Trust, as Pastor Sean will give you practical advice and biblical wisdom when it comes to your finances. So what if the journey to financial freedom intersects with trusting in the Lord for wisdom? Are you willing to take the necessary steps to gain his wisdom? Reallife.org has this full message, sermon notes, and series available for free. But if you feel led right now to bless this listener-supported radio ministry, then please do. There's a place to give at reallife.org. It's part two of the message, Learning Financial Wisdom. Pastor Sean is teaching from Second Thessalonians 3, and put a marker in Proverbs. It's time for radio for real life.
2: Write down 10, 10, 80. 10, 10, 80. It's so simple. The idea is to tithe 10, save 10, live off of 80. And I lost like half the crowd right now. Some of are like, dude, you're out of your mind. Are you kidding me? I can't live off 100%. I, there's no way I'm going to live off 80 of I want you to hold that thought for a minute. The idea is pay God first because it's all His. The tithe is holy to the Lord. Honor Him. Come under that covenant of His blessing, come under the promises of His blessing pay yourself second. This is what you're going to, and I'll talk about this in a minute, and then live off of the rest. 10, 10, 80, Proverbs 21, 20. Look what it says. In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all he has. That's very convicting. Let me just say, by the way, as I share these principles, every time I teach on finance, every few years I'll teach on finances, I am convicted again. And, and Lori and I really try to work and live off of wise financial principles, but there's areas where you slip. Because you know what? My flesh never wants to lead lead me towards wisdom. The carnal nature, the flesh in me, always wants to lead towards self-indulgence and foolishness. It's the spirit that leads towards wisdom. So whenever I come to this, there's things that I find convicting. And this is one of those things. Look at that. That's what the scripture says about the house of the wise. See, it's the difference between consuming all we have versus planned saving. Planned saving. And this must become a habit. I'm not saying it's easy. Some of you were raised with wise financial habits, and you were raised to save. And I just want to say, like I told you before, drop your parents or whoever taught you, drop them a little note and say thank you. Because some of us weren't. I was not raised with the practice of saving being taught to me and modeled and, and disciplined into me. My wife was, and I thank God for that. Okay, how much better is my life because she was taught that principle, was taught those ways. But you need to know this needs to become a habit. And if it's not, it's going to hurt at first, but then it will yield good fruit. See, savings is so powerful. In fact, I want you to write this down. Savings equals, in your notes, savings equals freedom fund. That's what it is. Savings is your freedom fund. God wants you to be free. This is one of the ways that he enables you to do that. It enables you to live beyond survival. Remember we talked about how many people are living paycheck to paycheck? We talked about that a couple weeks ago. And in light of the the financial shutdown and all these government employees who people were very worried, and a study came out that showed 78% of people live paycheck to paycheck. They have no provision if something goes wrong. Zero. It's like almost 80% of the people in our culture. And so if this room is any indication, if we are similar, that means 80% of the people in this room need to really pay attention to what's being said right now. Because this allows us to live beyond that survival. Get out of the paycheck-to-paycheck mode. It allows you to be prepared for unexpected expenses. Which, that's a ridiculous statement, isn't it? Okay. Because I can't tell you what the details are, but what I can tell you is things are going to come up. And how can I call something that I know inevitably is going to come up unexpected? Right? I, can't, I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, if you stop and think about it, you know there's always something. There's always something that pops up in a month or pops up in a couple of like, Oh, I didn't plan on that. Well, I can't really call it unexpected. Those unplanned things that come up that I have to take care of, savings allows me to take care of that. Save, now, write this down, too. This is a great phrase. You need to write this down. An obedience fund. An obedience fund. It, when God starts putting something in my heart and says, somebody should do something to help that neighbor. Something should, somebody should do something to help with that ministry at the church. That missionary, that man is doing such a good work that there's a need right now. Somebody should do something. And God says, I want you to do something. Savings allows me to, to say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And to do it. Otherwise, I can feel God's nudge to do something, and I don't have the means to do it. That's a very frustrating feeling. Savings becomes an obedience fund. It allows me to be generous. Do you know most people I talk to want to be generous? I don't know many people who go, yeah, I just want to be stingy. That's my goal, to be the tightest son of a gun you've ever met. I don't know anybody who walks around like that. Most of us want to be generous. There's something in our heart. We're like our father that way. Our father is generous, and we'd like to be generous. Savings allows us to do that. It allows us to be that person who goes, well, I, I can help with that. It changes things. And last, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, savings keeps you from debt. It keeps you from debt. You know how? It replaces your credit card. It replaces your credit card. Remember when I talked about knowing that, the, that I had a problem when I was cutting up the credit cards and my hand was shaking? Okay? Okay. And if you could relate to that, if you're like, I don't know how I'd make it without my credit cards, it's my emergency fund, it's my savings, it's, my, it, it's, it's, how I, it's how I make it. And that those balances keep getting bigger and bigger, the interest payments keep getting larger and larger and larger. See, savings replaces your credit card. It becomes your credit card. If that helps you to love savings more, think of it as a really good term credit card, the best. Because not only does it not charge you interest, it pays you interest. If you go, but I need a $10,000 balance credit card, then save $10,000. And when you use it, pay yourself back. No, zero interest. There's not a better card on the market. That your bank will even give you a debit card so it feels like a credit card. It's wonderful. See, isn't this warped, what I'm saying right now? But it's true. It's true. It is a powerful thing to set you free. When you talk about that ten percent, you talk about savings. You, you talk about two different types of savings. A lot of financial experts recommend six months living expenses. That would be a great savings goal. Have six month living expenses. I mean, that's a pretty big savings goal, but it's a good one to shoot for. And then saving for your retirement, kind of building up for your retirement, because there, the day will come when you won't be able to do the same work you're doing now, and you still want to be able to support yourself, be able to be generous, be able to do the things that God puts in your heart to do. Proverbs 13.22 says, A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. Sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. There's something powerful in that. 10-10-80 is a very simple but great guideline. Now, you go, okay, but the non-starter was, I can't live off the 80%. Well, I want to show you how to live off the 80%. Okay? Here it is. You ready? Write this down. Have a financial plan called a budget. It's called a budget. <laughs> the room always starts to get a little crazy when I when I do this. A financial some of you have no idea what this word means. <laughs> a financial plan called a budget and you know in I got to just tell you in every relationship Okay, there's probably one who kind of really wants everyone to get on a budget, and, and the other who doesn't want to care about a budget. I just want to, I fly by the seat in my pants. I live free, man. I'm living free. Okay, uh, if that's your relationship, um, let me just speak to that couple for a moment. Dude, you need to listen to her, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was sexist. I, that was wrong. I frown on that. Sometimes that's the you know last night I said if there is someone who is and I said okay I was gonna use the word nagging but I'm not gonna use that word if someone who is adamantly advocating for a budget you need to listen because it's really good advice Proverbs twenty one five look what it says the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Profit poverty is talking about resources. This the plan is a budget. Proverbs twenty seven, twenty three and 24, be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Now, maybe you go, I don't have any flocks. I don't have any flocks either. Okay, I got a dog and a cat. I don't think they qualify as a flock. Okay? The condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. What he's talking about is to an agrarian culture, he's talking about the resources. Because look what he says. For riches do not endure forever, and a crown is not secure for all generations. That's the truth. See the key to thriving on the eighty percent is by working with and learning a budget. Now, I want to give you a. I want to give you just a general plan on what this can look at. I looked at a number of different things: Dave Ramsey, Larry Burkett with Crown Ministries, different ones, and there's just they all kind of have similar type guidelines. I want to put out a guideline for a budget for you to look at. Okay, first slide. Okay, this is what. This is like Dave Ramsey uses these numbers. Several others use these numbers. This is a, a, a potential budget. Tithe 10, save 10, live off of 80. Okay, Housing, 25%, which is a pretty conservative figure. Okay, And understand, this is not the Bible. This is not God. You may move these numbers around. Okay, And that's fine if you go, Boy, I've got a great housing situation. I don't need that much. Or I can do this but my transportation, I might need a little more just because of where I'm at. That's fine. Here's the key. Here's the big budgeting tip. Write this down. The total can't equal more than 100%. That's the key. The budgeting wisdom 101. The total can't equal more than 100%. And the problem for many of us is that total has been more than 100%. And that's how you get into debt. You get into trouble. Okay? So this, these, this is a recommended... It, depending on your medical insurance and your medical, the way your company takes care of that or whatever, you may not need that to come out of your income. I don't know. You may need a little more, but you adjust. If your household income were $4,000 a month, here's what these numbers would look like. And right away you can see housing, it's doable, but you're going to be searching. And it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be easy necessarily, but that's doable. And you see all the others and you go, okay. There it is. If your household income is $4,000 a month, that's a target for your expenses. You may need to juggle them around, but remember the number one rule can't be over 100%. If your household income were $10,000 a month, similar deal. Here's what you're looking at. Your house, you might go, well, I don't need that much. Well, great, you can move over here. You have some leftover to do something different with. If, if your utilities, transportation, you might go, I don't need that. Or maybe I do. I don't know. Medical remaining that's just one guideline okay this is not the bible move it around as you need but remember it's you got to live within 100 percent. and some of you are sitting going right now i can't live on that i, I want to tell you when you do this you're choosing to trust god and you need to trust him to empower you to live off of the 80 percent. that's where you begin to trust the lord and some people say well i just there's no way i can't do it um, let me say to you you might be blowing more of it than you think Ooh, that just got ugly, didn't it? You might be blowing more than what you think in the beginning. When you start budgeting, what they'll tell you is find out what you spend. Some people are able to do the write down every expense, and they will do that. Okay, and there's apps to help you do that. That's awesome. Do it couples you got to do this together the everyday every dollar app will help great tools some people write everything down Uh, another way that we discovered to do this and it was actually through one of the teachings I was doing a few years back I was going to talk about a a financial fast a financial fast I remember I'm teaching I'm in my study and I come up with this thought financial fast what what a financial fast and I said it out loud like that what would a financial fast look like and Lori's in the next room reading but she overhears me so I go what would a financial fast look like She goes, stop spending. (laughs) To the moon, Alice, to the moon. (laughs) What's worse is when she's right.
1: And let's take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Radio for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro, a listener-supported ministry of River City Community Church, in this message called Learning Financial Wisdom. The series is called, In This We Trust which is available right now on the sermon page at reallife.org. And if you've been blessed by this teaching and ministry, please let us know with a quick note at reallife.org. Or even better, your financial gift helps this radio ministry encourage others. There's a gift tab on that same website, reallife.org. And if you'd like to visit River City Community Church, here's your invitation from Pastor Sean.
2: Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church.
1: And now the conclusion to the message, Learning Financial Wisdom. This is Radio for Real Life.
2: Stop spending. No spending. That's what a financial fast. So we actually did one. Only purchase necessities. We did it for one month just to see. Only necessities. No eating out. Okay. Unless because it's. Yeah, exactly. It just got ugly, didn't it? (laughs) <laughs> unless it's absolut- absolutely necessary like a business thing or something, and even then, eat for sustenance and nutrition, not entertainment. Drink water. No entertainment that costs extra money. In that month, there was none of that. No purchases other than necessities. And I discovered I didn't need more clothes, shoes, toys, tech, books, apps, music, etc. That was, you know, my little punch. <laughs> Put a pause on luxuries, thing like housekeeper, lawn services, paid car wash, you know, have, if you if you're not a mechanic, have your oil changed. Okay, that would not be smart to you know not take care of your car. But but literally, any other paid luxury, put a pause on them. Brace yourself. Here it is. Drink tap water. <gasps> oh god. <laughs> Even at that, Lori, because when Lori and I went, now all of a sudden we're cutting, and and at first we're cutting our own, then we start looking at each other. You could cut that. You could cut. Lori's like, some water's just nasty. No, <laughs> I I have my limits. How about this one make your coffee at home you're like oh god this is getting so third world <laughs> <laughs> it's five dollars a day if you're stopping at starbucks every day to start your day with a cup of coffee that's hundred dollars a month at least five-day work week make your coffee at home that's what a financial fast might look like and what you will find is wow I got a lot of money going out that doesn't have to. And again, I'm not saying it's easy. What I am saying is all of a sudden a lot, the life change that would set you free and rock your world and change your world is, is more possible than you think. See, Once you do this process, you know what you're facing. And, and really, you go, what do I need to do? After that month or after you do that month of counting every expense, what do I need to cut? Are there some luxuries I need to cut, some luxury expenses? Do we need to sell the house? You're like, what are you talking about, sell the house? That's so drastic. I know. What good does it ha- do to have a beautiful home that you never get to be in? Because you're working two jobs. You're killing yourself. Working 60 hours a week at one job and then picking up 20 hours a week on the other. What good does it do to have the beautiful home if you can't enjoy it? Do you need to sell the car and drive something more simple? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not prescribing anything here. I'm saying... You need to be free, and this is the way to change the whole landscape and be set free. So you do, do this process and go, okay, what do we need to do to live ten ten eighty, and to begin living financial wisdom? Because maintaining financial freedom always requires living with financial wisdom. Next, get out of debt. You're like, oh, God, I thought you were going to get easier after that. You know, this isn't a game. This is killing people. This is killing people. Romans 13.8 says, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another, for he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. Bible says the borrower's servant to the lender. I want to say for a lot of people, debt has become a prison. Debt has become a prison. One of the reasons some of you looked at that budget and go, I can't do that because, one, you didn't leave a category for debt payments. I'm spending 10% of my income on debt payments. Well, I want to say you can take action right now to change that. The best resource I've seen is Dave Ramsey's stuff. And again, he does similar things to other people, but I just think he creates an urgency and he creates accountability through financial peace, the financial peace uh, university deal that he does, that we do. It's very powerful. I've seen people retire huge amount of debts in a very short amount of time, relatively short amount of time. If you took 10 years accumulating this big debt, it's probably not gonna be gone in three weeks. But I will tell you, it can be gone quicker than you think. And one of the ways to do it is financial peace. We're offering two different classes. I encourage you to sign up. Very powerful, powerful resource to help you get out of debt. Because debt is one of those things that has just got people in bondage. And God wants you free. I mean, financial peace, they do that debt snowball thing. It really is amazing. Lori and I, at the time, we weren't able to do financial peace just because of our schedule. Uh, The book, Total Money Makeover, actually has the process in it. If, you, if you're able to, if you're the type who's able to do it, read the book and just do it. Okay, that's what we did. But I, I don't think that's the best way to do it. I think getting together with a group of people, being accountable, it's much easier. Because, you know, we, we, it's, it, he uses the phrase gazelle-like intensity. You ever heard that phrase, Dave Ramsey's phrase, gazelle-like intensity? You're like, well, that's an interesting phrase. Gazelles are so pretty. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about, have you ever seen a gazelle being chased by, like, a, a leopard? okay. That thing's not playing. It is intense because it knows if this thing catches me, I'm dead. He says, that's how you should view debt. And this getting out of debt and this getting your life in order so you can be free, you need to have gazelle-like intensity. I thought it was a good illustration. So <laughs> Someone's having church over there. <laughs> maintaining financial freedom always requires living with financial freedom. You need to get out of debt, And we have a great way of doing that. I want to encourage you to sign up and just do it. Just get it done. Because, man, life after is a whole lot freer, less stress-filled, and all of a sudden you can see your way clear to doing some of the things that God's put in your heart to do. Because maintaining financial freedom always requires living with financial wisdom, and that's financial wisdom. Last thing, I'll wrap with this. Actively surrender all your plans, your budgets, your debt plans, all of it, to the Lord's leadership. So important. You're like, well, wait a minute. Didn't you already say that one? Put God first in your finances? Yeah, and I want to wrap with it. And it's a little different perspective. But actively surrender all your plans to the Lord's leadership. God, my work, my budget, all of it, my spending. God, I'm a disciple. I'm a follower of Jesus. And I want to follow you in regards to managing my resources, because I know your heart for me is freedom, you want me to prosper, and you want my life and my finances, my resources to have purpose, and I want that too, and I trust you. So I'm going to surrender my plans to your leadership. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Lord, I'm committing to you first, and from that place of surrender, now I will, under your leadership, Establish plans. And this idea is, Lord, if you will, if you desire. I love this passage, James four, beginning at verse thirteen, says, Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. That's why you don't even know what'll happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, well, here's the here's the powerful phrase If it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or do that. See, Lord, what is it you want? don't make your financial plan an idol. You realize that, and I've seen, by by the way, some people get involved in the Dave Ramsey stuff, and I've seen that become an idol. It's a powerful tool, but it's not the Bible. What you want to do is use that to be free and then begin to follow the Lord's leadership. Your life, I, I don't tell you this, so now your life can become all about your money. You know your savings can be as much of an idol as your financial fear that allows debt? They can both become an idol. When anything you put before the Lord in your life becomes an idol. So the idea is, remember, if the Lord wills. Lord, I want to follow you, I want your wisdom, and I want your leadership. That is the beginning of real freedom. Not just financial freedom, but life freedom. And it's a game changer. Maintaining financial freedom always requires living with financial wisdom. Now, a couple things. As we wrap, I want to, I want to encourage you. If if you are struggling with any of these areas, I want to encourage you to sign up for financial peace. It is a worthwhile investment of time, of resources, of everything, just to go and do it. It really will change your life if you'll walk through and do that with a group of people. I just know it's a lot easier with a group of people than doing it alone. So I want to encourage you in that. Now, if there's some who are here like, well, I don't know that I'm ready for that, or I don't even know if I need that, I, I don't know. Maybe you're here and you go but i need some help i need to just ask a few questions I, you know and guy gives a talk and i've got okay great some great points but also got some questions i want to say to you we have set up some people i'll just call them financial advisors they're not they're not official financial advisors they are christian people that we know in this church who who are wise with finances and who have who have managed their finances and their resources because remember I talked about one of the biggest hindrances is that we're, we do this in isolation. Some of us have never been trained well, and then we make it private, and so we live in this loneliness and this despair. I, I just want to say, just don't continue to let this beat you up. Let's be free so that we can do what God's called us to do.
1: That's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Radio for Real Life. And if you'd like to hear this full message in the series, in this we trust It's available right now on demand at reallife.org. And there, if you're able to bless back, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue and bless others. Again, look for the Give tab at reallife.org. But of course, you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park, with service times on Saturday nights at 5 and Sunday mornings at 9.30 and 11.15. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262. As Radio for Real Life is a ministry of River City Community Church, and we hope you join us again next time for more real life.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.